Welcome to another episode of Dangerously Dainty, where we talk with underestimated people who make bold moves. Okay. Welcome to our second episode of Dangerously Dainty. I'm your host, Ari, again, and today I have a very special guest. I have my boyfriend, and we're going to talk about being young working professionals. So hopefully this will be a helpful episode to uh, -to soon-to-be graduates from college, high school students determining what they want to do after college, and maybe any people who are just transitioning jobs and are in their early 20s or just trying to discover what they think will fulfill them in their jobs. So Jorge is a 2020 graduate from Northeastern, which is where we met. And he is originally from Peru, moved to Miami, went to a local community college there first, similar to me, did the whole transfer thing. If you want to learn more about transferring, check out my first episode with a few of my friends. Um, And yeah, what else? You majored in finance. You have already worked in two finance companies, one in Boston, one in New Jersey. Right. And a fun fact is that he's an avid Liverpool fan. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> very much do you have anything else to say uh no i think that was a pretty good intro um you know i just gotta say i think you're doing a great job with this podcast and you know bringing in all these guests and you know just the theme of it trying to help out people that probably have gone with, through the same things that you have and that all your guests have i think it'll be good for everyone to learn and um Yeah, hopefully they can get something out of this one, too. Thank you. All righty. So I have a good icebreaker question. Mm -hmm. What is it? So you know that book that you got me, The How to Be a Badass? Yes. Okay. So it's a great book recommendation. I can put it in the episode By Jensen Sarah, yeah. Yes. It's how to realize your greatness. And one of the things that it recommends is have a few affirmations to say during your day, whenever you're feeling down. And my question to you is what would your slogan be that you would use on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's funny because um, when I when I have like Teams calls or like Zoom calls at the beginning, but not not so much now, Everyone could see, do you remember the board that I have in my room? Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, be like water. And I think, you know, throughout like weeks, like last month and so too, I've been thinking about changing it. But I feel like every time I struggle or I just like, you know, I feel like I'm stressed with school and work. I think whenever I go back to that and I just turn around, I look at that board. Um, I just remember like, be like water, you know, like Bruce Lee said, like, and I think in, it applies, like, for anything. Like, you know, sometimes you can't hold on to grudges or you can't hold on to things, like, so hard because then that's, in my, like, experience, that's how I've, my energy has been drained. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not myself. I feel like I'm in a different headspace that I should be. 
where it's like if I just flow like water, if I become just like water, mm -hmm. then, you know, I'll just be able to like, you know, navigate through all those issues or just navigate through everything that I'm going yeah. in life, whether it's a work, relationships, school. Um, so, yeah, because why do it with resistance? Then yeah. there'll just be more agitation with the situation going on. Exactly. And like, if you think about water, water is like, you know, not to get too deep, but it's like, it's flexible. It's the mm -hmm. ultimate, like most flexible, like, just component element. of life element of mm -hmm. life right yeah damn that's deep i didn't know that that's <laughs> why you had it there yeah yeah, yeah i don't know if it's my slogan but i definitely do like this quote mm. it's from help or the, the help and it's the quote that the the maid says to the little girl and she says you is kind you is smart and you is important and Jorge gave me a little book that has that quote on it. So I try to tell myself that when I'm feeling frustrated and I'm belittling myself with negativity and that kind of gives myself a, a boost of self-esteem. And that's definitely needed working from home nowadays. Oh, yes. And figuring out how do I find a job and build my career in the midst of a pandemic, um, let's just get into it. Do you want to share of like where you're at right now? You don't have to go into detail. Yeah. You don't have to say the name of the place. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not gonna lie. It's <laughs> it's actually I'm a, I'm a little bit, um, you know, pensive. You know, and I'm just thinking about everything, like with my family and like you know back home in Miami and even in Peru too. Like the ones that are you know, struggling, like, you know, in the pandemic and over there. And then my own grandma and Miami alongside my, my mom, Yeah. you know, and then thinking about how blessed I am of like, you know, having a job and like being able to go to school. Like, obviously, like we all have like student loans. We all have issues. We all have like, mm -hmm. you know, all these things that are like bringing us down, especially after 2020 and, Mm -hmm. you know it's still going but it's a um, privilege to even say that you have the education that you know comes right. from all those loans in the first place right right yeah and i think you know i think I, i'm i'm in a good place i felt that i felt that before i felt the pressure of like school and work first the first semester in school which was last year um, starting in September, October, that was when I felt the pressure of it. Uh, and there were times where I, I, I knew I could have handled my time better. I knew I could have handled myself better. And I think, you know, I'm ready for round two. And, and now for this new year and this new semester. Can um, you explain a little bit? Because I didn't share that you continued in school too. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, so I graduated, like Ariana said, um, in finance. And now I'm pursuing my master's in analytics. And before last semester, last quarter, I was doing, I was pursuing my master's in sports, um, sports leadership. And the reason why I wanted to get into sports leadership was actually an idea that, you know, I had during the pandemic when we're, you know, when we're still uh, um, at the Parker house mm -hmm. and, 
you know, we had a lot of time to think, a um, lot. you know, <laughs> out our futures and like everything else, you know, with everything else going on in the world. And I feel like sports had always been that constant in my life. And I feel like it's always been there. Like it's helped me get through tough times when I was a kid, you know, my parents divorced and, you know, just everything else going around my, um, on my environment. And then when I, when I came here, when I moved to Miami, um, with my mom, same thing. Like I always use sports, whether it was soccer, taekwondo, basketball. I learned basketball here. I mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Um, and just, it always was that outlet for me and A that constant. channel. Yeah. For me to like either, you know, channel my, my emotions or like, you know, help me like just be, be myself. And it was kind of like my meditation. And I think that's something that everyone can take away. Like, you know, some people have like, you know, they have apps. Some people like to meditate. Some people like to just take their time and do breathing exercises. You know, I don't think it's a one, you know, a one plug for everyone's phone. Like, I think everyone's, you know, different. You know, transitioning to analytics, like, you know, it's it's different, right? It's completely Mm -hmm. different you know, from a big perspective, but a lot that um, has taken place in the last couple of years, especially in American football, is that there is more of these like sports analytics, like, you know, um, just companies and, and, and just the nature of the sport is becoming a little bit more techy in the Mm -hmm. sense that like you can leverage like analytics to help you find out like which player is performing better or how can you, how can you, have like certain players perform better and to their utmost potential. And I think that's what you see a lot in like English, English football. That's why it's so strong over there mm-hmm. um, than more than American football. But I, I think that as, you know, sports in general, they become more like open, I guess, like, you know, now with the pandemic, we're a little bit more limited, but once after this whole thing ends, there'll be more, like people will go to the stadiums more, there'll be more yeah. investments in the whole like, industry. I think that's definitely an area that is going to be growing and analytics. And even now with the pandemic, it's not that sports have completely gone extinct. They're still you yeah. know, showing games. Players are still showing up. We're watching it from home. Yeah, There's still broadcasters analyzing everything at all times. So... You're really making the effort of combining your passion, your which is sports, with um, fulfilling like financial needs and all of that, and you know balancing the two to kind of hopefully have your dream job, yeah. which is something we talked about a lot. Like, do you sacrifice your aspirations for money? Can you find a balance? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely that's the hard thing. Like, you know, I'm sure like all of your listeners and like from all walks of life, they can relate to this when whenever you struggle financially, like that is your number one priority. Like you don't think about anything else, but just bring bread to the table and you know, at whatever cause and, you know, make, you know, your loved ones, your family and everyone that depends on you happy. And you know, satisfied. And I think that coming, like, coming from that mindset, like immigrating and seeing my parents struggle and see how they've, their relationship with money has been definitely has that 
effect in the back of my head. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like definitely I want to do something that I'm not going to feel like I'm a slave mm -hmm. to do like a work, but also like I want to, I want to do something that also will bring in, you know, revenue, revenue and, and bring in money to the house because I know, you know, I know how that feels not having, you know, mm -hmm. struggling and, but at the end of the day, it's also, you know, you and your family are a trailblazer. You were the first to graduate from college and get your bachelor's degree, right? Yeah. And so you have to carve out your own mindset because, again, you had that opportunity that you fought for to have to get educated, which will bring you to a whole different realm of job opportunities and not necessarily just peg hole yourself into just, okay, I have to get a job to make money. You know, you have the opportunity with that education to get higher paying jobs or opportunities that your parents couldn't even think of having. Yeah, no, and you speak on opportunity a lot. And I think that is like, a huge thing for me like I've always you know you always hear me say like I like to have options for whatever choice I'll make like I like to have like different alternatives whether if I'm having that option of like going to school and like you know making the best of it I think ultimately what I really want to do is just help people like me you know yeah. whether it's in sports whether it's in science whether it's in finance and business and I think that is what really really drives me aside from obviously like being financially free which you know it's a whole new topic yeah but i think that it is doable like people people do it all the time and then you know i think it's easy to you know be brought down and being distracted by all these things like in social media and like you know there's always going to be like people that will tell you like oh no like you know, don't don't waste your time going to school or mm -hmm. don't waste your time like chasing this. Like and everyone has their own way of reaching their own success or meeting their own needs. School right. isn't the only solution. Um right. it you know, it's just what you've really like invested yourself into. Yeah. After working so hard to get to that. For so. sure. If you take a step back and think about when you were a kid in Peru what was your dream job then versus now yeah I mean I've always I've always been in love with movies <laughs> I've always liked film and just like you know how they how can how can people like think of this like different realities and different like dimensions and put <laughs> it in it's funny because when I was when I first moved to Boston in 2017 I was roommates with you know, my two friends from Jersey who were film majors in Emerson, Emerson. Mm -hmm. right? And they, um, every time we would watch a movie, I felt like I was always getting educated because mm -hmm. I always took something away from what they said, like see things, in this case, which was a previous passion, in different lenses. And I think that was so huge because it kind of, like at that point, I was already like, you know, going to Nordeastern as a finance major. And yeah. realistically, I knew I wasn't going to change to film. But it brought back something, this feeling that, man, like, I don't have to, like, be a film director or something. I can, you know, just learn more about my, my passions and, like, yeah. you know, do something with that, too, in the future. Who knows? Like, I don't know why, as we tend to get older and become adults, 
why we just limit ourselves to one thing. Just because you have one job doesn't mean that you can have other passions and continue to fuel them with things like activities outside of work. And that's what me and, and Lisa, one of my girlfriends from high school, talk about. You know, she's working right now at a company and thinking of having some side hustles to figure out really what is her passion. So right. even if you don't become a director, like you can still have that interest in film. What did you want to be when you were a kid? I wanted to be a fashion designer. Mm. As I talked before in the first episode, I was a fashion communications major going into the small liberal arts college my freshman year. And I haven't lost sight of my um, passion for fashion. <laughs> yeah. But it just changed. Um, remember when we talk about like, you loved football growing up as a kid, right? And then at the age of 13 or around there, you're like, I might not be good enough to do this professionally. Right. And I think every preteen has that moment of, I did ballet for six years. Am I that good enough to do ballet professionally? If I'm not, I have to stop. And if I am, it's this whole other level of expectations. And so I realized that, you know, I was taking sewing lessons, but I didn't think that I could rise to the occasion of sewing the dresses that I was designing. Hmm. Do I still have dreams to realize some of those designs? Yes. For me to sew them, no, <laughs> but you know, that doesn't mean I stopped sewing or designing. I still do it in my spare time. Right. I still sew blankets and little household objects. And that makes me happy. <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to lose them, even though now I'm in health communications, mm. I'm really making an effort to not lose that. Definitely. No one, I think, I, I do think there is like, some relation between like health and and fashion like we've talked yeah. about that before like that's a whole other episode yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> like and i think you know like you said like it's not something that you'll lose it's always going to mm -hmm. be like with you and yeah. that doesn't mean that you have to leave it just because you can't like monetize it or just because you can't like right you know. i think that's the thing why did it, people think why dedicate so much time to something that you can't monetize? Yeah. Which that's, you know, yeah. again, it all depends on, on your walk of life. Cause I, I acknowledge that that's um, a really privileged thing to say. There's people that, you know, have to focus on what makes them money um, in order for them to, you know, continue living and paying rent and buying right. food and to sustaining their family yeah. um but i do think it's important to still think and have it in your back in the back of your mind especially as like a 20 year old and you're trying to figure out what money means to you what passion or fulfillment means and how to do you. those align into what it is yeah. that you want to do and it might be a, a generational thing too i think 
you and I have both found that that yeah. is generational and for sure my parents view of money is very different um, than what I hope to have or you talked about how you're from Peru yes so yes. you identify as being Latino yes and one of the things that I really want to focus the podcast on is moments of feeling underestimated and mm. proving pe people wrong and yeah. being confident so as a latino in the work industry that you've been have you ever felt underestimated have there been stereotypes or have people seen you as like a young man and then assume that you may not know something or, you know. It's interesting because I've, I've thought about this actually this week. I'm like, I think the reason why I thought of it was because like, you know, last week has been like, was really busy for me. I'm like, yeah. I got to sign a lot of work mm -hmm. and part of me makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that I'm busy. It makes me feel good that you know, in a crazy way <laughs> that I have a lot of things on my plate because it makes me feel like people trust me. It makes yes. me feel like I'm valued in the sense that like what I do makes an impact and what I do means something for the company that I work for. Mm -hmm. So I think that for me personally, it makes me feel really good. Now, you know, we can go also talk about like, you know, managing work and, you know, that's a whole different issue. But the reason why I felt so good about this and I felt so, I didn't feel too stressed about the whole workload was because I started thinking about how, like, when I first had my first job in McDonald's and I was a cashier and, you know, just handle like, you know, customers and difficult customers at times, like, you know, I remember this one time there was this girl that she was trying to, um, it was me and her at the front. And like, we're trying to like take care of the people that drive through and they take care of the people at the front. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, it, you know, sometimes it's just business emphasis booming and there's just a lot of people and yeah, we only, overwhelming and it that. can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, um, I just remember this like very angered cost customer oh and like he just lashed out on the girl and he like he just told like you know you're worth nothing like what are you doing working here you're wasting your life and i felt so bad like you know like i i tried my best to like defend her and like to get the customer out but you know he just it was just such a difficult like situation because you know i we were able to get the our supervisor to leave to make him leave but like you know all those you know all those words and all like just all that the tension anger. all that anger like it linger and i think that you know just looking back at it and how like realizing how people sometimes will look at you when you hold like lower level positions mm -hmm. which in this case like a mcdonald's cashier i seen but a lot of people has a lower level position or mm -hmm. unskilled job mm -hmm. it's like you don't know what these people are going through, you know, you yeah, don't know what these people need to be more considerate. Exactly. And, and I think everyone that has worked in, the, in that line of work knows how that feels to be underappreciated or under like, you know, not valued as much. And I think that, you know, across any like ethnicity or race or religion or just anything, I feel like, you know, once you get out of that and once you 
like look at it from like an ego view and you become something that you know you really want that's that's how you like re- you can reflect on that time and i think that's what happened mm-hmm. to me last week because i was able to reflect on that time and just appreciate everything that i have and obviously not being blind to like the difficulties that i have at work obviously you know we're in massachusetts like work in wealth and mass like like mostly white people yeah right and i'm easily the darker skin person over there so there are some difficulties in that Mm -hmm. um but maybe it's sometimes like in intrinsically we kind of absorb that too right yeah and i i think i think that as long as there is that just kind of common sense of like respect of mutual respect Mm -hmm. i think that is huge because then you know if you don't respect someone if you don't see someone as as the same to you you're not going to respect them and i think that at my job because of the work that i do and i hope to because of you know my person who i am i i have that respect yeah you know so i think that is that is what feels good and obviously that is not the case for a lot of people we've seen like last year we keep seeing it this year Mm -hmm. we're probably going to keep seeing it as long as we don't make a change in people's heads that like you know just because you come from a different background you speak a different language you express yourself different like there are cultural gaps like race obviously is the most like easy to look at Mm -hmm. but there's just so many cultural gaps that you you know you can think of and like in terms of like you know sexual orientation gender we can go on and on there's just so many differences between people and i think like if we all come like together and understand that there should be just mutual respect and and compassion i think the workplace could be better yeah because it'll result in better work ultimately for the larger company exactly yeah exactly I just asked that question because, you know, I I think at the end of the day, sometimes when we recap our weeks personally, you know, we start to think of things and you're like, "Mm, now I realize why that made me feel bad. You know, there was some sort of like stereotype or misconception or maybe lack of respect on, you know, the part of someone that you work with. And as I identify as Latina and in the back of my mind is that Latinas make less than any, any, any group. group. Yeah. And that's very frustrating because it's not, you know, I have the same qualifications as a lot of, as a lot of the peers that I'll be graduating with. Than other people. Yeah. And to know that just the reality of many companies, because it's structurally set up that way, realizing that the pay is going to be different in comparison to a white man, despite similar levels of education. And, you know, being very critical of oneself because you're trying to prove yourself so much as a worker and feeling you know kind of like a strike to your self-esteem 
in meetings because I think my tone of voice is too light or my physique looks very young and will that make me be taken seriously or not? And I think of all of those things and that sets me back a mm. little bit. Do you feel like everything you do is kind of under a microscope and judged a little bit more? Yeah, I feel like definitely... Um... You know, since the nature of my work, I, and since my, the company that I work for is smaller, uh, relatively in size, a anything that everyone does is really maximized under a microscope. But I think for myself, and you know, the fact that I collaborate and I work with so many people in the company, um, in, in our small group, everything that I do also gets like you know seen or judged or you know just. Um, looked at by different people and i think that you know a lot of times i feel like i could do better in certain areas but at the same time i, f I know that i'm doing my best and i'm trying my best and you know what is good is that people seem to be appreciative of that work at my company at least i know not for everyone that's the case and like you know speaking on that i've I would, I would just say that, you know, making your voice heard, especially during the pandemic now and working from home, like sometimes you got to like let your work speak for yourself. But at the same time, you don't want to overwork yourself. You don't want to like, you know, give yourself entirely and not have any time for some self-care. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, just working smart, and working on your passions and how those passions align with like the company's values or what the company's trying to achieve, then that will help you like or help anyone really achieve that um you know work that is more effective and work that is you know you're not gonna be too stressed on and you can really save time on that and then save time for yourself as well, um and I and you also spoke about like you know the wages and how sometimes right because if you're doing all of this work sometimes you overwork yourself and you do responsibilities that really were not assigned to you in the first right. place so first of all acknowledging that and being aware of those situations where you're most likely being taken advantage of in benefit for the company yeah and being aware of that is is difficult to uh i think a minority and then having to discuss negotiation and pay especially if you come from a family or a family that didn't talk about finance or just didn't have the same exposure to discussing about money and figuring out how to m make money work for you definitely and i think you know it is a disadvantage that everyone that you know comes from you know any aspect of minority it's hard to like break into that and really like i would say that knowledge is power and that you really want to just learn and do your research whether you're like seeking for a job or seeking for a higher pay like a pay raise just 
you know, comparing yourself at the same level than any other like white man, white woman, or just anyone that holds that position. I think it's so important because then that sets you like apart in the sense that like, okay, this person values her work and she mm-hmm. wants to get like, you know, paid for it. And I think that a lot of people value that and see like, okay, let's give that to her. Let's give that to him. But that's, you can only get that unless, um, you can only get that if you like do your research and you talk to people. I think that, you know, now more than ever, like with like unemployment numbers going up, I think that we all need to like talk to each other and, and connect network. and network and really help, you know, anyone that, you know, needs to land a job mm-hmm. and any in any field. I think that we can all really leverage our, you know, positions, um, you know, whatever whatever stage we're yeah, in our career support each other to support exactly mm-hmm. exactly and i think that way we can you know everyone can feel like they're value at their own feel and their own mm-hmm. job and their own company um yeah i think it's super important to stay connected with one another find that group that will uplift you so you will feel kind of emboldened by them definitely and also when you're reconnecting with people that maybe you haven't reached out to in a while or just applying to jobs realizing that you and the work that you've done are unique from every other applicant and really embracing the power that you have which is super important because if you go in to a job application process thinking, oh, there's people with better qualifications, that's putting out negative energy, which will be reciprocated with this mm. with a negative response, similar to what I talked to about in the first episode with applying to college. If you go in thinking you're not going to get accepted, you won't. Right. And... The same thing carries out, I think, throughout life and once again in the job application process and not being afraid of really focusing on your strengths and not feeling bad about it. Sell yourself. Yes, sell yourself, be confident in it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that, you know, whenever you read like business books and like since I, you know, wasn't that... Um, whole area and undergrad it feels that you know everyone tells you to like you know be confident in your ideas like you know people we all know people that you know they're completely jackasses but they are so confident in whatever they say even though mm-hmm. they're completely wrong you're like right wow. like well, how are you right <laughs> so i think like you know if we you know stick to what we believe and what we believe is right and our strengths and like what we can offer to a company or to any organization that we want to be part of then that will really like you know just brush in like other people and like mm-hmm. see that okay oh no this person is for real like mm-hmm. this 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 guy or this woman is the real deal like mm-hmm. you know let's 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 bring it on board and i think that you know you have to give yourself that place like no one can give it to you like you have to like stand up for yourself and really like you know sell yourself in that way yeah because then that will go into negotiating pay too just like we talked about exactly and when thinking about the most 
powerful people at the company that I'm at. I think of, you know, specific women, women of color, and they really have to execute and emanate that confidence to be taken seriously. And that must be exhausting that you have to take that extra step like we talked about, even if you're VP of the company. But guess what? Some people won't even realize your title, but just see the color of your skin or your gender and make assumptions that you wouldn't have amounted to such a title of being VP. But that that confidence that they have, even if it takes that extra step, really sets the tone for the entire company. And it is inspirational, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, you know, what we talked about earlier, like, you know, being teachable and being mentorable. Like, you know, we have these people in our lives that we don't realize that, you know, we look up to and like we want to, you know, maybe not necessarily achieve exactly what they did, but how they do it. And like, you know, you talked about confidence and this woman, like, you know, it's so important to have confidence for anyone. And like, you know, definitely being a woman, it's hard because you really feel like you have to exert yourself even mm-hmm. more because yes. you feel that chip on your shoulder. That you got to prove yourself. And I think that is huge. Like, you know, talking to. Um, to all these women I think you know just picking their brain and really um, learning how they think about these things and their careers would would definitely be helpful yeah I think right now for me that's the first step that I'm taking and I'm at this internship right now but applying to jobs to hopefully work after graduating this May and within that you know, going back to how we started the conversation, figuring out what will be fulfilling, what will pay this student debt, and just trying to have a balance and carve my path out. Because it really is an important step. Yeah. But it's not the final step, which we've talked about in the past. When you graduated, you were kind of scrambling to figure out what was the you know the career that you wanted and all of that and and i told you i'm like your first job isn't going to be your last job it's not going to be your dream job right after school that's usually the case for a lot of people it takes steps to get to that highest peak right right and i think that you know what my advisor told me when i first graduated just applied creatively you know like we i graduated in a very interesting time you know in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. you know when many people were laying off workers and i think Mm -hmm. that is so important like you know we are all like ever-changing beings like we're always changing like what is it that we like to eat like how is it that we like to sleep we're always changing all these little things so like you know we're also changing these we're evolving and like we're changing all these macro things like you know what is it that we want to do with our careers you know going is by going back to school an option like you know all these things like just for anyone that has like you know access to it you know definitely like hone into those things and for anyone that doesn't really like i would say because i've been in that situation to just talk to people that you know 
have what you want to have or like mm-hmm. have the things like confidence and those intangibles that you want to have like yes you know you don't need to become like if someone is a confident sales like a car salesman you don't have to become a car salesman to become confident mm-hmm. you can just you know talk to people and kind of learn learn how, lessons le- exactly learn the yeah. lessons that they you know in their own individual paths they went through to get to that confidence level or to get to like you know just those skills that they have that yes. you're looking for and that makes me think of the importance of mentorship and why we have so many mentor programs for kids and there's studies that show especially for children of color how impactful a mentor can be because it can show them what they could possibly make of their own life not that they have to you know make the same exact decisions that their mentor did and be a carbon copy of that person because that's not fulfilling no one is the same exact as another person we're all unique but learning from the experiences and the adversity that other people have gone through because maybe you'll experience that adversity or you'll experience different challenges but know how to approach them definitely yeah yeah do you think you're gonna get to your dream job what would be your dream job today i think that you know i i always say this like i I want to I want to own my own business one day. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is going to be. And I know a lot of people feel that way. They feel that, you know, whether they've been in their first job, whether they have been in like 10 to 15 jobs already, like there's people that, you know, they feel like working for someone else is not what they want to do. And like, you know, to that, like, you know, I feel like just speaking with people that are their own business owners, like mm-hmm. I think that is so important, like you're that. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I feel like I learned so much from him whenever I talk to him because he's done that. He's been through that. He knows how that is, the work that he has to put in. And I to learn from that. I'm currently, you know, thinking of my own position right now, and you know, working on my nine to five. Just my perfect job would be the one that I can have. I can feel the most like myself mm-hmm. and I can feel like. I can like have a good work-life balance and not feel consumed and not feel like, you know, just because I'm working, I can't take care of school. I can't take care of my relationships. I can't take care of like other things. I want to be able to have those things under control. I think that is to me, like, you know, my perfect job. And that might change. And definitely that might change. Definitely. Um, you know, if life has taught us, you know, something is that, you know, there's always a curveball and expect the unexpected. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I like to end the episode with a rose and a thorn. So Mm. kind of a good thing and maybe a bad thing about being a working professional or the process of applying to jobs just i leave it to your interpretation and yeah so the rose is like something good positive right? Yes. positive right yeah i think 
I think you always hear people say like, you know, how you got to enjoy the journey and like, you know, really like, you know, live in the moment and like, you know, live through like the applications and like taste, mm. you know, all that. And I think that is, I think that it's good advice. And I would also say like, just the good thing for me, the positive thing for me is the curiosity, right? Like there's times where like, you know, I found myself applying for jobs that I didn't think I was going to apply one day and like, you know, doing things that I didn't think I was going to do one day. And I think that all stemmed from that curiosity that I had, like, okay, like during the pandemic, I knew I was graduating with a finance degree, yeah. but also I thought I knew that I wanted something more about my life and that curiosity from learning about sports was what led me about learning that there is this thing called sports analytics. And that, it kind of just came out of right. nowhere. And that's what I feel so blessed. I feel like as long as you have a curious mind, like, you know, you like the possibilities are endless because you can, you know, look at so many things. And like once you find your thing, you can definitely um, go in that direction. And what would be your your thorn? That is that would be the negative. Thing, yes. Right? Hmm. I would say my thorn would be not being able to like feel myself or like feel like I'm taking mm -hmm. care of like my loved ones and feeling like not that I'm not enough for them, but that I, they're not appreciated as much as I know. I feel that they are, you know, and I think that, you know, showing up for them, showing up for myself first and then showing up for the people that I love the most. I think that, you know, it is it is something that I'm like, you know, it's one of my fears mm. that I, you know, I, I don't want to disappoint. And I think that, you know, going going to school and working It would be a challenge, but it's definitely a challenge that I'm 10 out of 10 times always willing to take. Yeah. Trying not to disappoint people and trying to do the best you can at work and trying not to lose not feel, yourself. Or not feel overwhelmed with mm -hmm. everything. Like, you know, we all have like someone to take care of or yes. we all have people that need our attention because of the pandemic and like you know there's just so many things that we have to balance it I out think and that's it's adulting <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i think my thorn led me to my rose and it was feeling insecure or not realizing my potential in work and how far i've come and um You know, I wasn't acknowledging the experiences that I had and all the abilities that I can contribute to uh, a company. That was the thorn because that hurts um, feeling like you're incapable of doing anything. Hmm. But the rose is that now I'm trying to take steps to maximize my potential by feeding my confidence a little bit more yeah. and um, improving my self-esteem because 
I think if I realize my greatness or my self-esteem, then hopefully it'll come across to others like we talked about. Um, we've seen people in leadership who do that. And I think yeah. that's my rose because I can carry that out just even past work and into other areas of my life. You're my rose boo. Oh, my yogi. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for talking with me. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and tune in to a few more episodes on an all-girls school experience, body image, and a few more people that I'm going to bring in to talk to. So thank you for listening and continue being unexpectedly bold. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dangerously Dainty. Make sure to turn on your notifications for new episodes. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I would love to see and hear your support on the journey of self-discovery. You can also follow the Dangerously Dainty Instagram at dangerously.dainty for updates on upcoming episodes and Thriving Thursday posts for motivation. Thanks for listening and keeping unexpectedly bold.